Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. Today we've got three returning guests. I'm going to go over the new ratings reveal, starter tips, and hopefully some optimism for the year ahead. But our first returning guest is Slater AC. Slater, welcome back to the podcast. So happy to be back. It's been so long. I know. Are you are you ready for FIFA 22? How are you feeling about it? Born ready, baby. I am ready to sweat and grind and rinse players like I never have before. Oh, I know you will be. Second returning guest is Zero IQ TV. Zero, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Zero, I know you've had a bit of a break from FIFA, but how are you feeling about the new upcoming edition? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I've been, I mean, yeah, break from FIFA, really. Break from streaming, break from all that junk. It's been nice and uh, I'm ready to be back. And our last returning guest is Jose and Chill. Jose, welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be here. As always. And Jose, are you ready to uh, to grind out Gold 3 again this year? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready. And Gold obviously, three, yeah, hopefully with your ones to watch back as well, possibly in Hakimi. So we'll see about that. And we'll get into him as well. And to be fair, Hakimi's new rating as well actually could be one of the best right backs in the game early on. But I do want to begin with as well, obviously we had the ratings reveal released yesterday. We've had some kind of leaked out today. I know over the coming days we'll see even more put in the whole database, hopefully soon. But I want to get your guys' initial opinions on the kind of the, the top 22 rated players and the other ones that we've seen released um, kind of after that. But so I want to go to you first here. What have you made of the initial ratings that have come out? Uh, so far, I actually really agree with the top ratings, the t- top 22. I know that there is a bit of controversy surrounding the fact that Ronaldo is number three on that list, tied with De Bruyne and Oblak and maybe one other player. Uh, but I do think for a long time that Messi's been a superior player to everybody else in world football, and I think it should show um, in the initial ratings of players. And then Lewandowski's deserved his due. Um, granted, his card still doesn't look great because of that pace, and I'm sure that'll be a huge issue through FIFA 22, but he has been arguably the best striker in world football for a really long time and has deserved that ranking. So you you wouldn't change that top three then, the uh, the Messi, Lewandowski, Ronaldo? Unless order. you're giving Messi a 94, I'm pretty happy with where that's at. Okay. Zero, go to you next here. Are you agreeing here? Do you think that the top three is in the correct order? Uh, I don't think that Ronaldo deserved a downgrade necessarily. I think Leo definitely needed an upgrade. He's been a top scorer in the Bundesliga for so long. I think they do him dirty on his pace every year. I think if Holland is able to be an 89 pace or whatever he is this year, then Leo should surely be over 80 at least. Um, he continues to be fodder at this rate. Um, I mean, unless they do something crazy, but I mean, they're juicing all these center backs to be 80 plus pace. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays in game. But I think the rest is fine. I think I just think CR7 didn't should have stayed 92 at least. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't think he deserved the massive decrease, but it's kind of a weird one seeing that Lewandowski's better than Ronaldo finally. I mean, obviously, Ronaldo's been in the top two for, for goodness how long. And then Jose, for you as well. Are you, you agree, all in agreeing here? Are you agreeing with these two guys? Definitely. I I agree with the order of the top three for FIFA 22 because it, the thing is, we all know Ronaldo is one of the best players to ever do it. To a lot of people, he's the GOAT. But it, the FIFA 22 ratings are based on mainly the last year in review. And while Ronaldo still won the golden boot in Serie A, Lewandowski literally broke goal-scoring records in the Bundesliga, and that deserves praise, and it deserves to show in the ratings. So while Ronaldo is the best player out of the two, 
we're showing form and we're showing their performance leading up to the release of the game. And deservedly, Lewandowski had a better year. I'm going to disagree with all of you. I think Ronaldo, I, I, I would probably go Messi top and then probably put CR7 and Lewandowski on par with each other. I think it's a, I don't know. The other thing as well, though, is that Lewandowski's card isn't great. And obviously being 92 is it's good for him. But we all know that I think he's, what, 78 pace? The card's not yeah. going to be in many teams. It's going to be a high rate of fodder for, for a lot of the year. And obviously with them, EA, the way they're going with these centre-backs as well, like this Pepe's quicker than Lewandowski. Pepe's turns 39 in, I think, February. It's absolute madness. And I'm gonna, we're going to get on to the rest of the range shortly. But I don't know. They, those are, The top 22, I think, are fairly pretty good. I know Salah got a decrease as well. I I personally think Bruno should have crept into that top twenty-two. But he deserves like an eighty-nine for sure. Would you have Would you okay. have thought that Ronaldo deserves a ninety-two had he not been on Manchester United now? Yes, I'd, really? I'd probably, you don't think I probably that that's swaying your bias at all. No, I would say he's still still probably at least on par Lewandowski here. It's a tough one, I know, and apparently they already had the, the rating done before he moved to United anyway. But I would still say, yeah, on par. It's a tough one, though. Like, I think everyone can agree with the top three who they are, but I think the order kind of... It depends who you think is the, the GOAT, really, or whether it's Messi or Ronaldo, and I think that's a, yeah, an argument that is basically... It's like, not I'm, much of an argument. It's a pretty easy one. I agree with Jose, but... <laughs> now, one thing I do want to call out, it, it's really a shame in my eyes that Lewandowski is higher rated, but the only stat that he has over Ronaldo is physicality and I guess defense too, which really means nothing for a striker. It, it just makes me wonder how the stat totals add up to uh, the ratings or if they're not related whatsoever. Do you guys know? I think so, it's always like that. I feel like every year I'm looking at a card and it says like it's 87 rated, but its stats are all 82s. And I'm like, I don't understand how this equates. Look at Kimmich's card. It's doesn't. It's the most horrific looking eighty nine overall card I've ever seen in my life. Do you, do you guys want seventy to... pace? He's eighty three defending or something. He looks horrible. Do you want to know the the secret that I actually found out today? The reason why they are the way they are. Let's hear it. So basically, the actual overall rating of the player gets based on their international reputation. So a player with an international reputation of three stars or four stars will have a higher overall rating than a player with, say, a one-star reputation, even though the stats may be fairly similar. So one player that they showed for that was Sergio Busquets. If you look at his card, I think he's like a eight, I think he's 87, I'm pretty sure. But the card stats are absolutely horrific. But the thing is, because his international reputation is so high, being Spanish and at Barcelona, he gets a boost to his overall rating. Even on the stats, if you say you go on footbin and look at his rating per position, is actually quite a lot lower. And this is one thing that I don't think many people know. I only found about, I found out, I think I've heard about this before, but I saw on Twitter there was a thread about it. And it's actually true. I think Jorginho got a boost on his overall rating, but his stats didn't really improve too much. And that's because obviously he did so well with Italy and won the Champions League with Chelsea. And a player like Saul, who had a slowly, a slight decrease, I think had a, a, bit, had a minus two overall as well, because he, d he didn't have a great year and his reputation went down. So, it's weird because I was looking at Trent earlier too, and I know Trent's card's like an 87, uh -huh. and he's only got one stat that's near that, which is his passing. And you think this card's nowhere near an 87, but again, it's the international reputation of the player, which boosts his cards up. Which seems crazy again. You've got cards that look absolutely cracked for their like their rating, and their stats are really good, 
but it's because their international rating or their reputation is low, which then lowers the overall rating of the card. And again, it doesn't make any sense why they do this. It would make a lot more sense just to give the player the stats of the rating and what makes sense there. But it's like a hidden thing that doesn't really get spoken about. Like, can you look up an international rate, like the rating of a player that way? So Footbin actually has like a rating star uh, alongside a player and a description. But it's one of those things that people don't really ever look at. I'm not sure how Footbin get a hold of the stuff too. And it's not really, it's not in the game. That's the thing as well. You can't go into the game, click on a player and then it shows their international reputation. But it's like a, it's a hidden thing. And it's one of those things that, again, no one really knows too much about it. And like myself, I actually did some research early and I found out about it. But it's actually kind of kind of crazy when you think about it. That, again, a guy can be an 87 rated, but his stats might equal like an 84 and 85, but gets that boost because the reputation is a lot higher. But it's That's a, super interesting. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't just rate a card the way that it is. Yeah. yeah. I've I guess got no because idea maybe either. they can't, they, there's not enough discrepancy at the beginning of the game in terms of stats for them to like showcase the difference between uh, like an 87 and a 90 or something i wonder if maybe they like they can't or they boost players so much with specials that they have to keep like players ratings lower yeah no it's strange and again that's when you get to the point so halfway through the year when certain cards get a promo card and then you look at their like ratings per position and they're a lot higher than what their overall like rating suggests. And that's because a lot of those cards that get these massive boosts usually have low international reputation. And then obviously their rating per position outweighs their actual overall rating. But it's, it's an interesting one there. And like I said, not many people know about it. It's kind of a um, a kind of a hidden thing and EA do pretty well to hide it. And that's why not many people know about it. But also I do... Respectfully, yeah. that's stupid. <laughs> It is. It is. It, like I said, it doesn't make any sense. And the fact that like sites like Footman have it, but it's again, it's how do they how do they know what it is? Where do they get this information from? And obviously, it's not in the game for normal people to have a look at. And as if you're more of a hardcore player, which uses sites like Footbin and Footwiz and whatnot, will actually find out about this. As well. I wonder if that means then that we'll see a winner upgrade for Ronaldo's overall rating because now he's at arguably a more popular or well-known club compared to Juventus, where he was at getting his rating before. I don't know if it would change too much. I think Messi and Ronaldo, I think they're maxed out on their uh, international reputation as it is. But it's one of them. That's why it changes year on year. Like Carl like Giorgino is a massive example of that. And I think Declan Rice too only got a small upgrade, but his overall rating went up a lot because he had a good summer with England. And obviously the well and is more kind of well-known worldwide. But I do want to move on to kind of any other cards that may have caught your eye. Obviously, we had the release of the top 22 players. I know a lot of teams who are linked with EA or have a kind of a sponsorship have gone out and released their players' cards and stuff. But Jose, I want to go to you first. Has there been any kind of cards that you've seen released also that have caught your eye that might get into, say, a start team for you? We all know the answer. It's Hakimi. I mean, I know he's not the uh, silent hero that he was last year. But, and he's in the spotlight a lot more this year. But um, that card is still going to be insane. And based on what I was told before this started, he supposedly has a four-star weak foot, which was the biggest detriment to his card last year. Um, 95 pace, he's going to be lights out, incredible. Um, but besides that, uh, there's a lot of cards that aren't very high rated that look insane, such as an Emery Chan, which a lot of people have been talking about. Um, even a Nathan Ake looks good compared to the curve of center backs that we've seen for the ratings coming out. Um, 
So I think we're going to see a lot of defenders specifically that come out and uh, are probably going to be more expensive than we're anticipating, especially the first month of the year. Yeah, I know obviously the, um, I think a big one was the Portuguese league released yesterday. I know Zero for you, you said you were trying to think about a few uh, Portuguese players in the team. Was Zero, anyone that stands up for you from the uh, the other players released? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, the biggest standout from the Portuguese league was Pepe with that huge pace increase that everyone's been talking about. Um, aside from that, probably the biggest one that I'm like, this man is going to be 500k off the rip, uh, Lorente. 88 pace, 80 shooting, 81 passing, 82 dribbling, 78 defending, 82 physical. He's just shy of Hullet Gang and honestly, arguably a little bit better than Hullet Gang with that 88 pace. And I just, I remember how good and how expensive his card was off the start last year. So I can only imagine how it's going to be this year with this huge upgrade to his card. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And I'm glad you also said Hullet. I kind of thought then you were going to say Gullet, like you said, Matt House. Last year, oh, you've, you've redeemed yourself here. You learn, you learn how to uh, to say a few names. <laughs> and zero for you. Uh, sorry, slate for you now. Anyone else that stands up for you? I think Angel Correa looks really good. He had a great special at the end of last year's this. Well, I guess this year's FIFA. But he's actually become a really good player for Atleti, and maybe that Atleti links almost to me maybe seem more valuable than like Barcelona links moving into FIFA 22. So cards from that team, um, Griezmann made the switch over there. Jao Felix is always a really strong player in the beginning of FIFA. So he looks like a really fun card to use. And I also think Phil Foden looked fantastic. Now, granted, I don't, I'm sure he'll be so expensive because he's Man City in English, but I think Phil Foden's a wonderful football player in real life. And I, want to use his card and i love that he has a card that looks usable um so i'd love to see how like pacey and nimble he is on the ball moving forward yeah no he's he's got a, a big boost and i know he's got plus one over mason mount as well which is kind of a little bit surprising but jose what have you got to add here jumping on that um slater made a great point about the athletic atletico players and yannick carrasco's um storyline card in fifa 20 in my opinion was one of the most fun cards to use um, over the last two or three years and his gold card now 84 rated big upgrade 88 pace 85 dribbling at the beginning of the year he's going to be a baller and uh, that's probably one of those cards that you're going to want to keep for a while yeah no he usually gets a decent card earlier on the game I know it's obviously a few more I know obviously you got Rodrigo from Leeds I know Dan James as well has gone there uh, those are some good cards on the game and it, it's gonna be interesting to see how much these kind of low rated OP cards are going to be and where the, the, where the price point is. And obviously, you've got the likes of Musa Sissoko, who I don't think we've seen yet, who again is going to be OP. But it's kind of, you've got to find those gems a little bit. And obviously, when the full date base does get released, we're going to kind of tell a little bit more. But Slater, have you even had a thought about your starter team yet or not? Or what are you going to try and go with at the start of the game? No, I mean, I never do. I feel like you get into the game and you start ripping packs and finding, crafting SBCs. And then when you get whatever that like landmark cornerstone player is, you build around them um and i think it everyone always wants to move away from the premier league but then you get a really good premier league player and you jump right into that team so i don't personally know what i'm gonna do and all the ratings are all over the place and i'm waiting for so much more to come out before i really jump into that also phil foden does is would be rated higher than mason mount just throwing that at the end of this that's a i don't know if i'd agree with you there but it's 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 a tough one now i know that's what most people are speaking about on twitter right now between those guys anyway and Jose, for you, what are you thinking about your start team? Have you had a thought yet, or what? How are you going to start with to begin with? Absolutely no clue. I'm I'm burning the house down. I'm taking back the mortgage. I'm doing whatever it takes to get uh, that wants to watch Akimi, if it even comes. 
um, since there were so many wild moves during the transfer window. Um, but I, I'm very much agreeing with the sentiment that Slater had. I, I think he and I are kind of on a similar wavelength today. Um, it, it, it's all about what happens when you start the game, what players are in your welcome backpacks, things like that. That's going to define where you go, at least for me, because I'm going to be rocking a first owner road glory like I always do. Um, so it makes no sense for me to plan out my path before I even get started. Um, and in my opinion, that just makes it more fun. Did you just say like you always do? How much did you spend on FIFA points last year? Fortune. Wait, did I say like I always do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I was talking about the first. Uh, I was going to say, much. are you trying to convince people here that you're, uh, you're a first owner RTG person, are you? Yeah, I'm a first owner RTG. I never said uh, <clears throat> no FIFA point. <laughs> but I, I am committed to um, very minimal FIFA point use, let's just say, after Once to Watch. Like Once to Watch is going to be the promo where I bust my load all over the community. And then at, pause. Wait, that sounded so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna it's like the talking. worst promo to spend coins on or money on too. Oh, because like, it. have you yeah, ever? Yeah. When's the last time you guys noticed a ones to watch player that was like worth? Well, they made them worth it this year. Yeah. Uh, and what ones to get... watch player did you see in anyone's team after no, like no, no, no. So December? This year they made it so if they win five out of their first ten games, they get a permanent plus one. So that means their card will always be better than their most current inform. So, but, it, actually... but none of the players mattered. Yeah, the thing is, I yeah, think one special yeah. maybe they will this year because there's so many good players. But I'm Put just saying, once to watch promo cards money. have historically been like the biggest waste. Of the, yeah, they have been. But the thing was, there is there as well. The this like initial upgrade will be a nice little thing to it, um, which kind of makes it like a headliner card a little bit. But obviously, they don't get the it does. yeah. The so issue too is like EA controlled the team of the week. And oh, so yeah, and that was there's issue so too, many times where like a card is not ones to watch and you're like, he's going to get a upgrade and then it doesn't come. The big one last yeah. year was Diego Jota. And I think the issue with him was that because he was a free card, EA were like, well, we're not going to give you a boost to the free card you've got in your club. He started off on fire yeah. and he should have gotten like in every team of the week. He was absolutely balling. Um, to, to advocate for Slater's point and more not spending money on the game period, Think of any of the big promos um, last year, even foot birthday. How many foot birthday players were being used by team of the season? It was basically only that Renato Sanchez, based on recollection. Yeah, Some of foot birthdays were tough. good. I mean, like, Awar was a good player. I can't remember, you know, everybody, but I feel like there were some solid. But it's the beginning promos that are a huge, like, the Rule Breakers promo. Those cards are were awful. Those cards were so bad. Uh, like no one uses them and like the only one that was usable at the time that looked usable because we didn't know what the meta was harry kane was like a million coins the card sucked <laughs> i never Just saw like, that card either i never saw right, it you know because like no one could afford him because it was like oh my gosh like an 85 pace harry kane like what a monster this guy must be all the early promos are always a huge waste yeah i want them to bring back scream cards man those that were they like rotated through different 99 stats that those were so sick those I think they I know they try and change the screen one every year, so it should be interesting what they do this year. And obviously we're starting the game a little bit early, so there might be like a longer wait between obviously the ones to watch and screen. So they might do something in between, maybe, or they might do like a three week three week ones to watch promo, then a week off and then screen for what two weeks maybe. So we'll see about that. 
But Zero, you've uh, you started with your start team, haven't you? You uh, who do you want to try and get in your start team? Yeah, so I did build a little starter team. I will I will be doing a first under RTG, so this is all kind of irrelevant. Um, <laughs> but I can discuss the three leagues that I would love to have into my team, and that would be the Bundesliga, La Liga, and uh, Portuguese leagues. Uh, I think they have really strong starter players in them. Uh, Portuguese league, I feel like so many of them got these huge boosts this year compared to being completely irrelevant every year before now. Um, and I feel like their pack weight's pretty high. I feel like I remember just packing them all the time and just never using them, always just throwing them into fodder or something. So hopefully this year it stays the same pack weight-wise and I can just build a nice little Portuguese team. Bundesliga, I mean, with Malin moving over there, uh, Dortmund looks crazy. And then, as everyone's been saying, Atleti, always crazy off the start. Great links, great players. So, hoping to pack some of them. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing, obviously, that you two guys are doing the uh, the first owner stuff. And I, I'm going to say, I don't know how long it's going to last, to be fair. Um, we'll see. And we'll see how long uh, Jose spends on packs, to be fair. And I think that AC might have to be pushed back until it gets fixed a little bit. So, they're not going to come first to the AC or the FIFA points. FIFA points. No <laughs> the first, I just want to tell you guys, first owner is a, a grind. It it's really the way is. to go. Like respect for you for doing it with no FIFA points. Um, but it's even hard. in the more casual form, like I did, it, it just feels more rewarding. Especially in the beginning of the year, I would advise everybody do it just because, like, I would have never um, gained this appreciation for Hakimi, who's kind of become such a popular person on the channel. Um, Cucurella was my savior for the first two weeks of the game. Um, and e even though I packed players like Ronaldo early on, it's still, I, I felt more satisfaction at getting a good performance from Cucurella than banging in goals with the high rate players I had. Did you say you banged in goals? Is that plural? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. You're going to get this sooner than you thought. <laughs> Um, but I do want to move on to a question here from Schwartzy. Obviously, I assume most of you guys who are either, obviously, you guys on the podcast or guys listening who are fairly involved with the Ultimate Team when have got the Ultimate Edition, obviously, you get the early uh, access and you do get the FIFA points come with it. Obviously, not the packs that were kind of released throughout the year or early in the year as well. But Schwartzy said here, how are you guys use your FIFA points that come with the Ultimate Edition? And Zero, I want to go over you first here. What are you going to do with your FIFA points? um so my plan is i mean it's it's four thousand, which is like what like 200k packs worth so realistically if you think about it it's really not that much but um i will be using them on one swatch 100 i'll just be dropping them whenever that one swatch ronaldo's in the backs uh realistically i know i'm not gonna get a one swatch uh but it's more so to just get that early chance at like a high player to just anchor my team around and you know hope for someone big like even just like a sala or someone like that just to build my team around would be nice and uh slayer for you are you uh what are you doing your few points early on um i plan to hold them for a little bit uh because i think when the game starts first of all there's no promo packs out so it's all the most you can do is a premium gold player pack which is 150 fever points which is allows you like almost 31 of those with 4600 fever points at the beginning of the game and then I think about draft, but the problem is like the best players will be in draft at the beginning of the game. And so, and I, and I'm a good player at this game, but I don't want to squander 
uh, like the value of my FIBA points. I think I'll wait until maybe some promo packs come out that are a little more intriguing, specifically 15K packs, I think are always great value to open a handful of those. And then once I feel really confident that I'm getting a hold of the game, then I'll jump into a foot draft and see if I can maximize the value of those FIBA points. But uh, I'm I'm very positive that 99% of the people will, the moment the game starts, open all these 7.5K packs and rinse those FIBA points immediately. And that's the thing early on, people always say, if you want to spend FIFA points, the kind of the first few days are the best time to do it because the cards that you pack, these low rate gold cards will have their highest value. Then the only thing is that this year, because a lot of people will have those FIFA points to begin with, a load more packs will get ripped straight away, which should obviously increase the supply on the market and then should make these cards a bit cheaper than what they usually would be. The only thing that would change that obviously is compared to last year where everyone got that initial big coin injection from the kind of the rivals placement stuff is isn't going to be there this year straight away so the market should be interesting at first but again you touch on a good point there too obviously the draft i know a lot of people do recommend doing draft and i know a lot of pro players at first every single year they usually go for draft and then try and get their packs that way although we could see more people doing it at first because they've already got a few points on their account I think that's one one reason why a lot of kind of say average to below average players don't play draft because they're not put the FIFA points on to begin with. So we might see that we don't know, but again, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be a uh, wouldn't be hurtful to kind of test out. I think because again, draft can give you decent rewards to begin with, and obviously, like I said, it's a I think it's three hundred FIFA points, which is what two premium gold packs, and you can get a chance of something better than that anyway. And Jose, for you, what are you planning on doing with your FIFA points early on? Honestly, I'm not quite sure yet because um, I, I think you both brought up some great points with it. Um, a lot of the best players are usually in drafts in the beginning. However, there's also going to be a lot of Timmy's, as people say, that um, just aren't, you know, the best players that will also think that that's the best strategy or maybe they've heard it from their favorite content creator. And I, I think it's going to be really easy to get past the first round, maybe the second round of the draft, unless you're really unlucky. So I've thought about spending it on drafts. However, what I'll most likely do is wait for the first round of promo packs to come out um, and spend it there. I'm interested in seeing uh, what the transfer market folks say about uh, consumables specifically, because I'm assuming most people, like Slater alluded to, are going to be using the FIFA points for packs and for the gold packs and rare gold packs that are, you know, the 7.5 or 15Ks. So I'm assuming there's going to be a flood of consumables, position changes, chem styles, things like that on the market to begin with. Uh, so if anything, it might be a good idea to just try to get as many coins as possible and buy those consumables early and hold on to them for like a month. Yeah, um, that's what I, I, me personally, I think I'm probably going to use a few points straight away early on just to get that initial coin injection into my club. And then look to trade with that coins early on too. Again, I know we're going to have a trading um, edition of the podcast out soon as well. But definitely, if you can get those few points used up, get the coins into your club and then trade from there, it gives yourself a little bit of an advantage to begin with. Because I know trading earlier on in the game, you can make a lot of money. And people who start the game will basically put a load of few points on. A lot of people will put few points early on in the game and will never touch it on the team again, which seems strange to people who play foot a lot and those hardcore players. But I know personally, I know, I know I've got friends who will literally put on like 12 gift 50 points, play a foot for a week, and then leave it at that. There's loads of people out there, especially early on, who uh, I wouldn't say are stupid, but more they don't know too much about foot. 
and will buy players for super prices. And you can basically you can make a hell of a lot of money early on on people who are very misinformed is probably the, the better word, <laughs> not stupid. Um, so it should be interesting. Obviously, remember as well, guys who are on PS5 or on next gen will be able to get the two times 10 hours of free play from EA Play as well. So obviously those guys with next gen console have a massive boost over everyone else really. And I know this is from Madden. Madden had the same thing, although it's kind of been confirmed for FIFA that you'll get the two lots of 10 hours. We'll have to wait and see, but hopefully that is the case as well. But I don't even want to move over to kind of the last kind of topic here is a little bit, is what do you want to see from the game early on? Kind of like your little like wish list of what you want to happen in say like the first month or so of the game. So I want to go to you first here, kind of what are you hoping for and that brings in the uh, the first month of the game? Uh, I'm just hoping that all of this hype around the hypermotion technology and this new rebuilt AI that they say is supposed to be more realistic, more um, apparently the tactics are supposed to be better and make more sense, blah, blah, yada, yada. Uh, if they, if that lives up to the hype that they are, you know, they're saying it's supposed to be this amazing next gen tech that's supposed to be in the game, then I'll be super happy with it. Um, and it would just be so sick to see, uh, you know, true next gen FIFA. And nothing about promos. You don't care about them? Uh, I mean, at the end <laughs> of the day, since I'm going to be your first on RTG, I'm probably not going to pack any of the promo players anyway. So, I mean, I, I mean, last year I spent, I don't even know, like probably like 500,000 FIFA points or something crazy. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing a number out there, but it was a lot, especially on my PC. And then I went on my other account as well. So I, this year with no FIFA points, I, I mean, there's no reason to look forward to your promo when more than likely I'm not going to have a huge, amazing chance of packing them. So 500,000. It was a big number. I can't remember exactly, but I'm I think probably if you ask exaggerating that a little bit, buddy, they always think it's way less than what they actually spent. Like, I no, because I know the I've seen like, the he's being probably number. realistic compared to most people. It was probably something like maybe not that, but I might be over exaggerating a little bit, but it was a lot. That's the that's the point of it is I spent a lot. So well, I mean Same it's so easy to upload twelve thousand people points. Yeah, it really and, is. Like you don't think about how many times you do it. I used mm -hmm. to spend a ton of money on the game. And the there. first in the first um I had this job that was paying me stupid money. I wasn't doing anything. Um so like I was getting paid to just sit and play FIFA all day because like I was supposed to be calling people, but then we would run out of people to call. So I would just play FIFA. So I was making like so much money just sitting there. So I was like, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> At least we know now why your girlfriend's put you in a little cupboard to string from because you found out how much FIFA <laughs> she spent. No, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. <laughs> and Slate, I want to go to you next here. Kind of what's your on your wish list for early on in FIFA? I don't want a promo for a while. I love the idea of like getting to use gold cards and stuff like that. What I will say is I'm super excited for the fact that you, for the fact that you can redeem your weekly rewards, at least from what I've read, like immediately. Um, you don't have to wait until Thursday. I think that's a huge advantage. I'm going to save my packs the whole time um, until like, cause promos come out on Fridays. So I have a feeling that that will, people will pack way less promo cards that'll be on the market, which will increase their value is my thought process. Cause people will, 
don't have the patience to wait. They'll just rip. So I have, I'm very excited to be like one of the few people with pack openings ready for Fridays. And then I'm very, very much so hoping there's not a gigantic patch in the beginning of the game. That's my wish list that there's not like two weeks into the game, some massive patch, and then it feels totally different. And then we complain for the rest of the year. That's what I hope for. Yeah. That's what always happens without fail. After the first couple of weeks, the gameplay is kind of nice, kind of smooth patch. And that's patch kind of sets precedent for the rest of the year as well. And Jose, for you, what's on your wish list for the uh, start of FIFA? My wish list is just a, um, it, it's going to sound weird, less promotions. Um, I, I feel like they've been making this conscious effort that's been mentioned a lot on the podcast by yourself, Bristo, to um, scale down the uh, curve, the competitive curve to make players usable for longer periods of time. However, when we have a promotion every single week, um, sure, they may get an influx of people point sales and things like that, but it makes every player useless uh, after a certain point. I, I like the emotion of having possibly unorthodox players or unorthodox teams um, that you can still make an impact with, even if you, know, you may sacrifice a little bit of quality in places like pace and shooting for, let's say, players like Tiago or Verratti, who are slow but really good passers. Uh, really quickly, the quote-unquote meta gets exploited, and it's always just pace. And it'd be great to have a more balanced game. Um, however, I, I don't know how much of that we're going to get. I think it's a lot of wishful thinking, of course. Uh, but that would be my hope, that Hakimi is a viable player, or, you know, the likes of him. I just use him as an example for longer than two weeks yeah that's a big thing too again like so we a lot of people go through the stress of creating a start team uh, whatever like that and then these goal players soon become basically useless straight away and there's a lot of cards too who uh have decent goal cards and then after that they never really get a promo card after that and they don't become usable anyway so i think last year was definitely the year with the most content throughout the whole year and people do complain as well that, hey, we're not getting enough content. There'll always be those people who want more and more and more. But they've got to find, kind of find that like happy balance, happy medium that the cards early on are usable for, for, at, least, for at least more than, say, a week or two anyway. But again, they kind of meet, meet it in the middle a little bit. But again, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Again, we know the ones to watch promos are going to come out early on. It remains to be seen if they're going to put all the big players who got transferred in that also because, again, if people are spunking loads of FIFA points on that, there's going to be a lot of these top-tier cards, once-to-watch cards, in teams early on too. So that should be interesting there. But I don't know. The once-to-watch one could be... Or this definitely is the biggest once-to-watch promo ever with the likes of Messi, Ronaldo, all these other guys in there too. But obviously, they could even make this a three-week promo, which seems mad, but I'd imagine if, if I was EA, if you want to make more money, definitely do that because there's so many other little cards you can fill in there too. Again, no doubt they'll probably include Ronaldo in the same week as Andre Silva. So then you're going to get the striker, Portuguese, and then obviously the team. But oh my God. I have also heard, though, that the player walks out first this year. So that might change. We never know. But yeah, from what I've heard, the, the player walks out first before you see them. I heard that too. My, yeah. I don't know if it's accurate, but so yeah, there's I've like seen... not trolls technically, but I don't yeah. know. I've seen the pack animation. I they gotta change it shortly from really? what was in the. It was dreadful. Uh, it's so bad. Uh, is there any that it's like? Is it just like the FIFA Twenty One? 
I mean, I don't know what I can say without like getting in trouble, but <laughs> but I mean, odds if someone sees fine. it, but um, it's dreadful. Just know, like, if you you know when you log in for that twenty hours, if you open a seven point five k pack and you pack someone huge, you just you're probably gonna be disappointed by the animation they give you. It's it's pretty dreadful. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Time to do research. Zero scared of getting caught by EA here. Uh, but we've got one last question here from Jake. Jake said, what do you feel champs will be like this year? Obviously, champs is a massive change to only 20 games, which for most people I think is good. I personally liked, I think 30 was a good amount. I think 25 is probably would have been maybe better, but I don't think 20 is, I think 20 is too, too little to be fair. But Zero, I want to get to you first here. What do you feel about champs next year? How do you think it's going to be like? I think it's interesting how they're doing that. Like you have to qualify during the week and then you can play champs on the weekend or whatever the case may be. Um, I think it was something like you got like several attempts to try to get your qualification. And then after that, you're like locked out or whatever for the week. Um, I think it's going to make it a lot less stressful than cranking 30 games out in a weekend or having that like time constraint, especially as like a content creator thinking like, oh, I have to play all 30. I have to play all 30, especially at the start when you want to get, you know, more packs, et cetera. You've got that like thing where you're like, I need to play all the games so I can get the best type, best rewards I can get. I think it's going to help ease that because you're able to play it throughout the week versus last year with the 30 games cap um, on rivals, you're basically only playing FIFA and from you know rivals and weekly league standpoint from thursday to sunday because why would you play from monday to thursday if you already have captured 30 games to get the points you know what i mean yeah. so it was like you're you're playing thursday rivals to try to get enough points so that when you finished your games in the weekend league you had enough points for div one rank one and then by then by monday come around you don't get any rewards for playing rivals so why would you play um, I mean, I guess I was div one, so like, there was just no reason. But like, maybe other people getting up. I'm not like trying to bad. <laughs> div one is not just, just chucking that in there. Oh yeah. By the way, if you, saying, if you guys didn't know, I was div one. I also was top 200 on PC. <laughs> with uh, uh, I was actually 179th on PC. Um, is that the is that the amount of PC players there are? Is that what the I think there's oh. like 201 or so. So, uh, but yeah, I think that like being able to play Monday to you know to the next Monday rather than being stuck in that only weekend time frame is going to be so nice. And obviously, you said you got what top two hundred once, and there's only two hundred one players. Doesn't sound too good, there, does it? But like you said that one, you said that thing that makes you want to play thirty games in a day in a weekend. That thing is uh, it's called addiction, and that's what most people who have FIFA have, unfortunately. Jose, how do you feel about champs going into next year? Are you happy with the kind of the twenty games now? I'll be honest. I've I've kept myself very much. Well, life has kept me very much in the dark about um, everything really happening in FIFA 22. It was very recently that I kind of got back into that world. Um, but hearing that it is going to be a shorter um, game requirement is great news in my opinion. I don't know how I feel about the twenty. Like you had said, it almost feels a little too short. Um, but I'm not going to complain about having a little more time in my weekend. Um, I do believe that uh, 30 games, 30 games that usually they say last 12 minutes. It's really like 20 minutes. Uh, 30 times 20, that's too much. <laughs> that's that's how much math I know. And 
I, I can't imagine what it was like in the 40 game days in like FIFA 17 and 18. I didn't play back then. Um, but I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be a nice blend, and I'm hoping it leads to a lot less broken controllers. Uh, there's two ways to look at it. Either every game counts more or you got more time in your day. So it just depends on whether you're a glass half full kind of guy. I am, and I'm hoping it's going to be a good experience. Yeah, that's one thing you touched on there. I think a lot of games will be a lot closer and a lot tougher. You're not going to get many games in a week and that are going to be easy. And every game, obviously, being less now is going to mean even more. So, like I said, there less controllers broken. We'll see about that. And obviously, I, know, I think I saw what I think I saw Leah Ravel post on Twitter yesterday. The state of her desk as well. We could see a few. I like saw that, that as well. Man. It made me feel better about like <laughs> how my like how like crazy I am. I was yeah, like, same. oh, like I'm not as nuts as Leah. <laughs> <Which is laughs> it's funny. It made me think like, damn, do I just suck at this game? Is that why I'm not like reacting? Well, like we've this? been telling you for a while now. I don't know how many more times we need you to, to know. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> oh, no. This is my last appearance on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Slate, finally uh, to you here. How are you feeling about champs next year? I think the point that Jose talked about that you kind of reiterated on is the most valuable one, which is I care about my ranking in, in weekend league. And I know my chat does. I'm sure all of our chats do. How many times do you guys have people to come in? Like I'm this many games off of gold two and gold one. And I'm, Oh, I hate gold one. If there's less games, the stress it's going to, you're going to get more time back in your weekend, which is tremendously valuable, but there's no way that people are not more stressed because the way that I look at it is like, I used to think to myself, I was anywhere between like 16 and 17 and three and four, I would have like a chance at elite. And I don't really know what the tier rankings are going to be, but now all of a sudden, and that's not giving away a lot of games. Now all of a sudden you lose one game in your first seven, eight, nine games. It will feel so much more of a detriment to your weekend than it did previously when you had 10 extra games to spare. And so I think broken controllers are going up. I think the toxicity is getting crazier and that is going to be a sweaty, intense 20 games every single weekend. So in my opinion, it's good that you get time back, but I have a feeling that people that think it's going to be, uh, Oh, we get 20 games. Like this is easier. I think you're going to have a really, really hard time getting through a weekend and keeping your sanity. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be tough. And obviously we'll see by that when it does come out, but yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more again, broken controllers, people getting even angrier, even though most people are happier, there's less games. I want to touch on that toxicity where now you can toggle opponent celebrations. So you won't see the shushing, or I guess there wasn't last few, but or you won't see the oh, wow. the balala every time someone scores a goal. You can toggle off opponent celebrations so you won't be seeing the main toxic thing where you're like, God, I cannot believe this guy is celebrating on me right now. Blah, 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 blah. You won't be seeing that if you that's an excuse as to why you're losing your mind. You're but- regardless of the celebration, <laughs> you've lost, you're losing your mind. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Like if if I'm losing, I'm pissed. I'm leaving celebration. It fuels it, my anger. It just they it, take it, out celebrations. It like what gives am you I gonna a tell reason to like act insane. Like if someone celebrates, you're like, look at this guy. Like what a, what, how rude is this person? Everyone's like, yeah, that guy is the worst. But in reality, you're already tilted to the maximum. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the truth is that people love to add on that the celebrations got them annoyed, but they're already annoyed. That doesn't make a difference to it. 
Um, but yeah, the celebratory thing is always a funny thing anyway. But it's always the thing is that if you don't like being celebrated on, don't concede in the first place. But we all know that I, I, I can vouch myself here. I can be like, ah, it's only a celebration. But I can also say that if I'm annoyed in the game and the song celebrates, it will also increase my annoyance and I'll get annoyed. I'm like, why are you celebrating? But I'm not going to lie. I'll also do it to my, I'll also do it against my opponents too. Because why not? You can do it. It's buttons on the game. But no, we're going to wrap things up there. We're going to go through our guests and where you can find them. Jose, where can people find you? Everyone can find me at Jose and Jill on basically everything. Um, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, you know, hit your boy up. <laughs> I stream Thursday through Sunday around 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, 12.30 a.m. UK. Um, and of course, YouTube as well. And Zero, where can people find you? Uh, so I'm zero IQ TV on everything except for on Twitch. There's an underscore. Uh, I tried to pay the guy. He just won't answer. It's kind of kind of messed up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be TikTok famous. So everyone make sure you guys follow me on TikTok. <laughs> and Slater, where can people find you? Uh, I'm Slater AC on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. I actually got Slater AC without the underscore on YouTube recently. So that was very exciting news. And uh, on TikTok, though, the underscore still reigns supreme. So go over and check out those socials if you want to. And I got to talk to you about Hinge, Jose. I haven't been on that before. Maybe that's my newest download of the evening. Um, don't get on it. No? Bad news? I'm just sad every day. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, they got to talk to you first. And that doesn't happen. Well, maybe so it's for like Bumble. you. It's like Bumble. <laughs> didn't you just say Bumble? No, I said Hinge. Oh, oh, Hinge is the best one by far. Yeah. All right. There you Get go. on that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate it, guys. And also for those people listening, new episodes will be released every single Wednesday. We're going to be releasing bonus episodes too throughout the year on trading and on gameplay and other things too. And we will also get stuff out on YouTube fairly soon also. And finally, we're going to be adding in some listener episodes too. So if you are a listener and you do want to be on the podcast at some point, we're going to be regularly doing a listener episode where we have a mul multiple people on to have their say and get involved in some discussion. But thank you very much, guys. Mm -hmm.